huge realization was that fitness is not an intervention it's a lifestyle uh, and i used to keep treating it as a goal that once i achieve it it will remain achieved forever but it took me three cycles to realize that it doesn't remain achieved forever you have to keep achieving it every day yeah. Hello and welcome to Dr. Vedya's Heal at Home. This is your podcast for everything health, nutrition, fitness, yoga, Ayurveda and much more. Hi Shishan, yeah. how are you? Hey Arjun, I'm good. How are you? All good, all good. So excited to have you in the session. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Uh, so Shishan, uh, let's, let's get uh, into it. Uh, I think... Uh, what what really inspired me i, I was on your uh, website today and and um, i was seeing your story as well um so you have a, a personal journey with fitness and you have a personal journey with clean eating so it'll be amazing to tell us about your journey because your story was really inspirational for me sure uh, i'd love to so uh, as you rightly said and nothing else is actually the culmination of a personal journey with uh, health and fitness it actually all my life my entire teenage life my childhood i've been an obese kid till the uh, till 19 years of age like at 19 i was about 105 kgs uh and at 5 feet 8 9 inches that's a lot of uh, weight on one's body so uh, uh that was the first time when uh, during engineering i i decided to lose weight and i went bad shit crazy and i just started crash dieting and and running and i lost some 30 I lost some 35 40 kgs in like 9 10 months. So it was completely berserk a bad way to lose weight but I lost it at that time. Uh and you know then then I thought that hey I I am now a, a fit guy. I'm now a thin guy. So uh, I can I can live the life of a thin and fit were the same things for me at that time. So I can live the life of a fit and thin guy now. So I started eating and behaving just the way I used to before that and no surprises within 3 years i was back at 100 kgs uh then i lost it again uh this time i thought that i've now overcome it uh, i it, it took a while to get it through my thick skull that i am not a thin fit guy and those two are not okay. the same thing so i did this cycle of weight gain and loss about thrice in my life uh before i realized that hey uh, a i am clearly not getting some piece of the puzzle and b while i might be a little daft i can't be this stupid that i keep doing the same mistake three times over uh, uh there must be you know uh something wrong with the external world also uh, uh not just with me that this keeps happening to me uh which is what culminated in nothing else but that was the journey of uh, my weight loss and it was after the third weight loss cycle when i started doing my own research about food nutrition nutrition labels how packaged food is marketed etc that i started realizing what was the problem with my food and nutrition and that's when i started writing a blog called fitshit.in uh, okay. uh, which actually truly is the genesis of and nothing else so i was writing this blog while i was working at unilever so i'm a career unilever marketer uh, worked there for about 8 years outside of, uh, out of mba and uh, at that time i used to write this blog called fitshit.in and uh, there i used to bust a lot of myths about food etc 
and and a lot of people really took on to uh, uh fit shit and they used to read these 1500 word long articles and that gave me the confidence that consumers are really concerned about what goes into their food and rather than just comment about it through a blog from the sidelines i need to do something real to change the landscape rather than just be a bystander who comments upon things uh, uh which i guess was uh, uh, was what led to them and nothing else happened so that's the topsy turvy story uh, in a nutshell it's a very interesting story and i think uh, for me as well i resonated with because i grew up as a a very uh fat kid as well or very chubby kid and 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 for me uh when i was 16 years old i lost all my weight and i got my first girlfriend and then i said yeah this is this is it for me you know uh i'm 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 now made it and and it's life and and but i think the most important thing you said is maintaining it is very very important and and there's nothing like uh a short term solution a crash diet or something that happens very quickly or uh, is not the answer Absolutely. we need to look at uh, to look at long term sustainability so shankar mentioned the, that you, sorry if i may uh, add there a huge realization was that fitness is not an intervention it's a lifestyle uh, and i used to keep treating it as a goal that once i achieve it it will remain achieved forever but it took me three cycles to realize that it doesn't remain achieved forever you have to keep achieving it every day yeah. and hence it's a lifestyle change that's a that's a mindset change that takes a while to happen especially when you've been told that you know fat and thin are are binary opposites and if you're thin you're done being fat yeah uh, but that's not how it works uh, sure. it's, it's it's like a relationship that you have to work on every day so i think uh, i i think what what you said is very true it, it's not it's not a one size fits all and what works for someone doesn't fit for someone else uh, but avi asked a question uh, and and i think this is an interesting one uh, avi says i've lost 3 kg on a alkaline diet cleanse in 5 days uh, is that healthy uh, i guess uh, it's not a one size fits all but but shashank what do you think about that i think uh, judging anything in a week is unhealthy so uh, uh, give it give it a while and keep doing whatever you think is working for you if you believe that you can do it forever uh, uh, and sustain then it's healthy otherwise it isn't that's the only barometer to judge healthy or unhealthy with which is how sustainable is what you're doing so that's a that's a really good point and i think the the other thing that was um don't judge someone on their way to fitness or their way to health or uh, everyone has their own personal journey so i'm going to go back to your personal journey actually shashank you mentioned uh, that you worked at uh, unilever Uh, and now you do something um, sort of very different. Um, so, so what what was your experience? Because you guys stand for transparency. You guys stand for reading the fine print in labels. Uh, but you worked you worked in a large MNC. So, what was your experience there? Uh, uh, what did you what 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 tell us about your journey over the last eight years and then sort of where you got and, and maybe some tips because I really liked. the stuff that you guys share on your instagram page as well which is sort of decoding or demystifying labels so so tell us more about that so so you know if i was to condense my 10 years of marketing life uh, in one sentence i'd say that most packaged food and personal care marketing uh, is what we call claim based marketing 
तो यू नो थिकर हेयर इन थ्री वीक्स पिम्पल्स विल गो अवे इन टू वीक्स पेरर स्किन इन फोर वीक्स दीज आर ऑल क्लेम्स दैट producers and manufacturers will basically put in some ingredient which allows them to make that claim and then you know uh, uh, they will try and sell you a product basis that claim because they know that you're looking for relief from xyz problem you're looking to regrow your hair you're looking to lighten your skin and and that's the trap that they entrap consumers with but so i always used to work in the personal care side of things in unilever and it never yeah. dawned on me that exactly what we were doing with skin care and hair care is what was happening with food so on food yeah. it took the it took the uh, you know it manifested as low carb uh, high protein uh, fat free all of these are claims and uh, yeah. and consumers it's very tough to make sense of oh this salad sauce says it is 80% fat free so it sounds healthy right yeah. but then but then you one day realize oh 80% fat free actually meant that 20% of it is fat so it's 80% fat free right so so that's how claims are made or that your no sugar added juice uh, is not really no sugar added because the pulp that they used in that juice has had sugar had sugar added in it but because the juice manufacturer did not add the sugar they get to claim no sugar added Yeah. yeah so like one big problem of my weight loss journey is i used to think that i made uh, healthy choices that i have replaced my morning breakfast paratha with cereal or i have replaced my diet uh, you know i have replaced my coke with juice but i later on realized that hey my juice and my coke have the same amount of sugar my yeah. corn flakes actually have a ton of sugar which my paratha never had so yes. maybe i was better off having my paratha right so so i think the in a nutshell unilever taught me that uh the marketing paradigm of claim based marketing which is fine as 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 long as you apply it to skin care is not fine when you apply it to foods because lives are at stake and health is at stake yeah? uh and hence the idea was born that what if there was a brand of food which said that hey we are not going to talk about any claims we are not going to talk about low carb high fat nothing we're going to talk about ingredients because in food all that matters is ingredients when when your mom made food at home she made great food because she made it with great ingredients and no one ever got fat on their mom's food right no matter how much of it they ate so that was the core insight that why not give consumers a brand which doesn't you know turns this marketing paradigm on its head takes it away from claim based marketing and takes it to ingredient talk which is the only thing that matters uh, in food No, I think I think what you say really resonates with us. And, and something you and, and one thing you said was um, weight loss in five days, fair skin in seven days, and so um, sort of being a brand in in the space selling uh, supplements and medicines, we constantly get questions uh, for let's say a weight loss supplement or a weight gain supplement or a sexual wellness supplement. Say, can you guarantee me this will work in seven days, or can you guarantee me this will work in two or three days? and sort of ayurveda is a long term approach to a change in lifestyle etc and so it's it's very tempting for a brand to say yes i think it will work why don't you try it but but i think absolutely um, but, but i think our, our doctor and i've seen her do this and and our team do this as well is uh, we say look we don't have an answer uh, and we don't know uh, the answer to your question we know it works differently on different bodies 
Abano, we can tell you if these ingredients and these formulations are good for X, Y, Z. And as long as you're regular with it, with it, with it, you'll see an effect. What about eating according to your prakriti? Uh, and I think this is a question specifically on on Ayurveda. So, um, just for for people who who don't know about prakriti or doshas, basically, uh, the human body is composed of of five elements: earth, wind, water, fire, uh, space. Uh, and the combination of these five elements leads to three doshas or a, or a sort of Ayurvedic personality or prakriti, vat, pit, and kap. And so, it is important. Uh, deep to eat according to your dosha to first know your dosha uh, and then understand what elements are present in your body and control those doshas um, also people don't understand that doshas change uh, as you sort of as your life changes as seasons change or uh, pit is something to be kept in control in the summer because it's very heaty so it is important to eat according to your dosha uh, but but i think um, uh, shohit asked a very good question uh and and uh, that question um is something very core to the identity at at and nothing else and core to the identity of what you do this is what are your thoughts on conscious marketing yeah so i i love that word uh, conscious marketing and my thoughts are in about 10 years from now no other form of marketing will exist uh gone are the days uh you know so let me put it this way the last 50 years of marketing have existed on information asymmetry the the manufacturers knew far more than the consumers did so they could lie to them they could they could twist facts they could they could present only half the picture uh, uh and they could do a lot of stuff that they never had to talk about because they never thought they'll get found out uh what we call conscious marketing today which is you know taking care of the planet making sure that uh, uh, ingredients are clean uh, making sure that we give back to society uh, as much as we take from it is going to become table stakes in the next 10 20 years because information asymmetry is gone if as a as a company i do some shitty thing today tomorrow through social media through whatsapp you will find out about it there is no way i'm getting away with it yeah so i think people uh, i actually think that conscious marketing is just going to become marketing uh, and the sooner you get onto the bandwagon the better so shashank i think you answered the next question but i'm just going to bring it up um, so our doctors actually asked uh, why 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 does the regulatory body basically certify these products when they are hidden ingredients and i think you answered this question as well which is manufacturers know how to twist uh twist the conversation and and twist the packaging um such that they can uh, sort of be in the loophole of that law or or do exactly what is uh, allowed or permitted without breaking the law but but still sort of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not no i like to take that may not know i actually want to i want to that's a great question i want to add uh, i'm so happy you asked it because we keep getting when we, whenever we do these expose sort of posts a lot yeah. of people do tell you know ask us in the comments uh, how come you guys know so much how come fda isn't stopping it uh, right uh, uh, i you need, i think we all need to realize that big companies have armies of r&d professionals who are tasked not just with like marketers are tasked with finding novel ways of saying stuff which can circumvent rules r&d teams are tasked with finding new molecules new chemicals which circumvent definitions So, for example, when the US FDA said that you have to declare sugar on the pack, they discovered maltodextrin uh, because it it doesn't it doesn't classify as a sugar. 
so uh, you don't need to uh, you know declare it as a sugar on the pack yeah the second thing they did was when the fda said you have like i don't know how many people on the call know if you turn the pack of a food packet uh, the ingredients are supposed to be listed in descending order of concentration so the first ingredient on the list should be the highest proportion ingredient in that product then the second then the third and so sure. on yeah so now imagine a product where 50% of the product is sugar uh most probably that will be the first ingredient on the list and hence you will realize oh shit this food is largely sugar what do i yeah. do about it i break up sugar into three forms of sugar uh, which is sugar uh, maltitol and maltodextrin uh one is a sugar alcohol another is a starch they do pretty much the same job of sugar but they are not classified as sugar and what that does is it allows me to a say that sugar is not 50% sugar is 15% and b it, all three of them move down in the ingredient list so they are no longer the first thing that come up in the ingredient list right so so there are teams sitting there tasked with this job of circumventing rules it's not by chance it is by design uh, because fda cannot uh, police intent fda can only police the letter uh if you don't follow it in spirit they they really can't do much there are like crores of food manufacturers in india uh our our fsci system isn't strong enough to to police proactively all of these and and unfortunately manufacturers don't follow it in spirit so i think that that that's a that's a very good thought and leads me to my sort of next part of the conversation which is look uh, a lot of folks ask ask as well right there are 10000 plus ayurvedic manufacturers in the country what do i need to do when i'm buying a product right and so for ayurveda we are very clear we say hey just ensure you buy from a licensed manufacturer and you can see the ayurvedic license number on the manufacturers uh on the packaging right they are supposed to declare uh, and once the manufacturer is licensed they they should be following at least the regulation for stability for safety for for all those kind of things uh, and so we say look for that we say read the ingredients carefully um we also say be careful when you see ingredients mask because um there are a lot of products where they don't put they, at least in ayurveda they don't put the concentration of each of the ingredients they just put the name of the ingredients and they move on right and yeah. so for us as a brand we are very conscious about adding the the ingredients but uh, shashank you are someone who who knows a lot about reading a label uh, and what someone should do while reading a label look all of us are now going personally and shopping for essentials um we are being more involved in the grocery experience and the shopping experience in our homes which uh, maybe a lot of us weren't involved with pre lockdown um so can you give the viewers some tips on what should you do because look the fsc i can't regulate everything and there are people who can find yeah, people yeah. there are hundreds of thousands of brands in this country right so what should i do when i'm reading a label to be sort of knowledgeable and take an informed decision great question and i think uh, uh, like it's taken me many many years to come to a simple answer because there are so we've been so confused by the health industry that you don't know whether i'm supposed to look at fats or protein or carb or or minerals or vitamins what do i look at uh, to decide whether food is good or bad uh, i'll tell you my simple rule first let's define what is good food good food is food which has maximum nutrition per calorie 
in my definition good food is whatever has maximum nutrition per calorie yeah if you go by that definition what gives maximum nutrition raw whole foods give maximum nutrition yeah whether it's nuts or dates or vegetables whatever is raw whole minimally processed uh, not didn't come out of a, a, a chemistry lab is the food that will give you maximum nutrition so now i actually whenever i turn uh, a pack i first look at the ingredients and if i find more than one or two ingredients which i can't pronounce which sound like chemicals which which read like e243 and shit like that i drop it that's my rule number 1 yeah that i'm not putting in my body something which i can't even read or recognize because most probably it is not nutritious that's the first filter i would say make sure that every food that you're having uh, to the extent possible we all indulge and we all have our you know moments where we want to have that sugary dessert all of that is fine uh, but if you're going in with the intent of eating healthy first look at the ingredients if the ingredients are raw whole foods then that's great the second level once the food has crossed that uh, a gate of uh, having only raw whole ingredients that you can read is just look at the macronutrient balance what i mean by that is there are three macronutrients which is protein carbohydrates and fats a good food is balanced in these three it's not overly indexed on carbs like 90% of it is carbs like for example cornflakes 92% of calories in cornflakes is carbohydrates i wouldn't call it a balanced food a, a good a good balance is a good thumb rule to go by is 40 40 20 is 40% of calories come from carbohydrates 40% comes from fat and 20% comes from protein find food which is as close to this proportion as possible and this is step 2 even if you do step 1 and don't go into the math of it you'll be fine but but yeah these are the two steps of finding nutritious good food in my book so people are very happy with the knowledge i'm seeing a lot of thumbs up and, and a lot of people who are just listening um to the conversation um and shashank i think that was a really sort of uh actionable insight right um and, and a very basic point which 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 you mentioned which is if you don't understand it uh, you don't have to accept that i don't know and so whatever they say must be right you have the right, right to question it uh, and you should understand it. Uh, if they are making it or or sort of complicating it or formal we don't understand it you should do that with suspicion that look i yes, don't know what this is either i read up about it or 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 maybe this is just a way to make sure i don't understand absolutely absolutely if you don't get it then it's by design so don't fall for it so shishank uh, i think uh, something that's at the top of everyone's mind right now uh, is immunity right um, and and um, most of us are stuck at home uh, and and sort of have been on on a prolonged lockdown in this time Uh, and i know we we've, we've been talking to a lot of ayurvedic experts and, and a lot of folks in our team as well and and i think uh, other than supplementation right and, and supplementation is great it's important and and obviously we sell supplements so that that that's great uh, but food is very important and eating is very important to immunity um so in this time can you share with us some 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 of the tips that you are following personally uh, during this lockdown um, that that's keeping you healthy and and immunized Sure. I think uh, Arjun, I have a slightly contrary point of view when it comes to immunity. Again, because I maybe it's a bias. I come from a slightly cynical place where uh, you know I'm seeing a lot of food brands have started claiming 
yeah. that yeah. our food gives you immunity our food gives you immunity uh, yeah and i'm seeing that, a lot of random things ियंटीटी when i am exercising very regularly my respiratory system okay so sorry let me first say this that your body is uh, a combination of three systems right it's the uh, it's the muscular system it's the respiratory system and the cardiovascular system uh, when you when you keep all these three systems well is when you remain well uh, uh, and it's in the, within the cardiovascular system that your uh, immune system etc uh falls in so uh, but all the sickness travels in through the respiratory system yeah, so when i'm exercising uh, uh my respiratory system my tract etc remain very clean so i find that i contract very little illness from outside in the first place yeah and secondly when i'm eating as per my previous answer which is when i'm eating whole raw foods which are macronutritionally balanced after that i just add one more point when it comes to immunity there are a few micronutrients uh, uh which are certain vitamins and minerals and vitamin c being the primary one when it comes to immunity uh uh and certain uh, stuff like magnesium etc which i try and track sometimes but not very scientific about it like i know that dates are good uh i know that turmeric etc is good so i'll make sure that i put in a a spoon into my uh, you know mince once or twice in a day So uh, sorry, uh, once in two days, right? So I don't get too scientific about it. I've just seen that if I eat macronutritionally balanced, if I work out uh, regularly, and uh, if I just get a little more serious about two three micronutrients, uh, my immunity generally stays up. I'm not a medical doctor, so I don't know what's the uh, biology behind me uh, being this. But I'm just sharing my personal experience that when I do these three things. i i am in sorted no i think that's a that's a really important point right? and i think a, a lot of folks right now are obsessing on sanitizers and immunity boosting supplements and stuff like that and we sell a sanitizer but i tell all my friends and family as well uh, and i've been going to work for the last 45 days um and and we're not sanitizing 20 times a day even if i go to the office right and so really busting these myths of immunity is really important and what you said two things really resonate with me one is uh, immunity doesn't just come from popping something or eating something immunity and health is a way of life right and, and that's what yeah. ayurved believes as well ayurved is the science of life we believe in a sort of routine a daily routine and so practicing yoga exercising eating healthy like we're telling folks as far as possible stay away from processed food in this time and and if you can kick the butt you know uh, stay away from drinking and smoking because that reduces your immunity as well um so so that's yeah. that, that that's to me really important Um, and i think this this time sorry if i may add one thing arjun because of the current times that we are in that uh, please don't let anyone tell you that immunity is a button that they can help you switch on uh, uh it's a building that you build brick by brick if you haven't started start it now it's a great time to start but remember that it's a building that you'll have to build brick by brick it's not a button that some food or some pill will help you switch on it won't happen 
absolutely absolutely no no that 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 that's exactly what what i believe as well it's not going to happen instantly you can obsess on having vitamin c tablets you can obsess on having amla and all of these things but but it's a building and that's a super super analogy which which i am definitely going to use as well so shashank a uh, one last question uh, before before we we sort of wrap up this session uh and something that that i've been thinking a lot right in this time um a lot of us don't know when this is going to end right we don't know when we'll be able to resume life as usual we don't know when we'll be able to go back to the old normal and now we're talking about all of this new normal etc all of that so what do you do personally um to stay positive in these times um when you don't know when the when the end is, is sort of is coming on this one let me admit that i hate the lockdown uh okay <laughs> I am a very outdoorsy person. I don't like sitting at home at all. I do my best work uh, of thinking when I'm meeting people, or I'm sitting at some cafe working out, etc., working etc. So uh, I'm not going to pretend like I have the answer to remaining positive in this time. This time I am struggling myself, uh, having a lot of work to do, trying to keep a, a fledgling company alive helps. Uh, and uh, the other thing uh, the two things that i've gone back to is uh, i'd stopped running which was my first love uh, yeah. uh, when uh, when i'd started uh, trying to lose weight uh, since there is no gym no weights nothing else that i can do i've started running around my colony and i've gone back to that and that gives me a lot of peace oh. uh, and i'd forgotten i had forgotten how how happy that that made me uh, because of all the endorphins that flow in right after it and uh, I, and because of the startup and all i had lost all the time to read so i am now find i found time again to read uh, but having said that i there are one in every 3 days it's all gloom and doom and i hate it and i don't like it yeah. so i'm sorry i'm not the i'm not the pillar of positivity that i'm supposed to be but i don't like this time uh, you no, know but, these but two things right honesty is honesty is really important right and and, and i resonate with what you're saying cuz uh, i'm a runner as well i really enjoy running uh and and i run in my building uh, but i'm bored of running round and round after a while right yeah man you run it's brutal 500 meter yeah. round 12 times and you feel like you're uh, just yeah. just done doing that um so so yeah. i totally agree i think for me this has been a a super uh, uh sort of informative session i've learned a lot as well um as i told you shashank i went gluten free and sugar free about 8 months ago and so i have your products for all of you guys who haven't uh, please try and nothing else their products are amazing um you can find them on instagram you can reach out to shashank um he's talked about his blog fiction which i've never seen so i'm definitely going to see it uh and and this is me signing off my name is arjun vedya i'm the ceo of dr vedya's for any ayurvedic queries or anything else please feel free to dm us and nothing else thank you so much arjun this was so much fun it's always great to speak with people who share your own uh, you know approach to health and fitness and lifestyle super fun thank you so much for having me thanks shashank thanks everyone stay safe stay healthy and stay immunized thanks for listening to this episode of dr vedya's heal at home until the next episode we'd love to hear back from you for questions feedback or anything else you can find us on instagram and linkedin at dr vedya's and we'd love to have a chat with you and if you like what you heard then don't forget to press the subscribe button and do share it with your friends and family we're nothing without our listeners